Hello wonderful people and welcome to today is amazing episode on the podcast. So, what do I normally say? Well, I say when you go through family estrangement, your internal light can become a little bit dimmer, right? Which can lead us to view things from a very unclear perspective. Can you blame yourself? Not really. After all, family estrangement is a form of trauma. Okay, so over a period of time, some people can amplify the light again, and which can allow them to view things with clarity. They can navigate this thing called life with very clear perspective, right? It, uh, you know, in the face of whatever experiences they've gone through. But unfortunately, for some, that light can stay dimmer for a long period of time or forever. So for me, I honestly believe that when we or you, I, find the light, we generally want to help others find theirs too. After all, sharing is caring. And it is for this reason I bring different guests regularly on a podcast who have found that light that works for them, especially when navigating the trauma valley. Usually my guests, including myself, have found some type of a brain a brain hacking system or some type, some type of other system that allows transformation to take place in the face of trauma or existing trauma from the past. So, on today's episode, I have one of those truly amazing humans whom I've had the pleasure to work with, right? At the time when I needed some light and some clarity rather, she was the one person whom I turned to and the rest is history. This amazing human, her name is Jatia Jones. Hello guys, so welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is fire. It's going to be fire because I have an amazing guest. I am so elated having this guest here and you're going to know why. By the time you're listening to this episode, you're going to rewind and come back and be like, I need to get this one more time because on this episode, I have the incredible Jatia Jones. Right, so Jatia Jones is the founder of the Jatia Jones Consulting. And Jatia has one message. She gets you to dig deep and gain clarity. She's a clarity coach to find where you need to do or where you need to be to get your mind right, essentially. So I'm not going to do Jatia this service. I'm going to get Jatia to come on and introduce herself. Welcome, Jatia. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. This is amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you for having me. I am Jatia, Jatia Jones of Jatia Jones Consulting, where I help you get clear in what you do, not how you make your money. So that once you know what you do, you can make money doing you and have that like a real balance in life and in business are my focuses. But my my real heart's passion is to create a wave of impact so that together we can make the world a better place. And to do that, we really have to know and be clear in who we are, what we do, and the core of that, um, essentially, and how we can contribute to make the world a better place. So, so Jatia, how did you come to be the Jatia that we see today mm-hmm. that offers people clarity on primarily focus on business? But also know when we have our own conversations in the past, you've offered so much clarity on completely non-related business. So if someone's listening to this podcast and thinking, well, what does Jatia Jones offer clarity in business has to do with family estrangement? Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. (laughs) Because that business advice she gives, Jatia has a way of turning that advice into no more life lessons, into no more life hacks, into wisdom that you can apply when you're going through situations. So Jatia, please tell us how you came to be this marvelous person. Definitely. So I'm a multi-passionate person. Let's start there. Um, I've kind of done it. Hershey, me has done it all. Um, And so I signed up for P2P, which is where I met you 
And, yeah. but I went there for networking because I was the natural networker. And I just really wanted to know how to scale my business so that it can do better. While there, however, the infamous Patrice was like, no, you do clarity. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, but then talking to her, going through the program more, I started to see that the clearer people are, um, especially my multi-passionate people in, in life in general, like, cause you're not one dimensional. None of us are, we're multifaceted. And so we have to take into consideration everything that is you. And so once I, it clicked, it was like, oh, well, if I can help people get clear in everything that they are and how to harness everything that's them and use it as a superhero power, then they can definitely network better and they can make their dreams come true. Because that was literally my tagline is that I would help you make your dreams come true. What does that transition look like? No matter what those goals or those desires were, what does it look like and how do we make your reality? Um, networking was just always the mode of transportation for me to get from A to Z. And so I was trying to help everyone else use that, especially introverts, which I once claimed to be now more so an ambivert. Um, and then students were my focus. And so going through the program, I realized that clarity was it. And then she invited me to coach and the rest is history. And so I will always and forever be grateful because that was the missing piece for me to really be able, because you have that feeling, you're like, there's something more, there's, and, but you don't, you can't always identify it. And so that was the missing piece for me to put all of the puzzle pieces together and be like, okay, this is me and this is what I'm supposed to do. So I just took a small pivot from networking specifically and entered into the clarity world where now it's across the the gamut but network is still a passion of mine so yes yes and actually this is where I also met Jatia she was one of my coaches at the beginning of the year and I say she's incredible I cannot sing Jatia enough praises and I am still like a fan and she like I'm still elated that she's here because at the beginning of the year she gave me she was that that light that um shone a torch on the path that I needed to go so yes Patrice picked well and if anybody's listening to this she's referring to Patrice Washington and she has a podcast called Redefining Wealth she's an incredible human she's amazing I think if you listen to Patrice, it just gets you to have your mind right. So I'm not surprised that Patrice Washington picked Jatia. Actually, most of the women, uh, all the coaches that Patrice picked to work with us were incredible. And if anybody's, when if you're listening to this podcast, just type in Patrice Washington on your Apple, on your Spotify, you'll thank me later. So Jatia, how do you begin to help somebody get clarity on a situation, whatever that situation might be. Now, I'm going to link this to say a situation to do with um, a situation that could be stuck. I, it, this situation is not a transformational situation. It, mm -hmm. it, it's a situation that is hindering them from moving forward. How do you begin to work with that person to allow them to start moving forward based on gaining clarity? Definitely. Well, first, I, I will say it's my theory or thought process that in that area of being stuck, that is still transformation. You're transforming from what once was to this period of what I would describe as isolation and the opportunity for self-reflection in order to then get unstuck as your next transformation. Um, and to answer the question, the first thing that I always tell everybody is to journal, brain dump, get it out of your head. Um, keeping things in our head starts a tornado of thoughts and it just causes more confusion, more anxiety, more um reducing low self-esteem or reducing your self-esteem. It's just a, a snowball effect of negativity in all honesty. And when you get it out of your head and you journal and put it on paper, you literally will start to feel a release of anxiety or stress. 
Wow. It may not take it all away, but you'll you'll physically be able to feel that. And then the second reason for journaling, or as I call it, brain dumping, is because yeah. you need to go back and read. You need to be able to see your transformation for yourself. Because a lot of times we're living life and things are happening. We still feel like we haven't gone anywhere. But if you actually read your journals, you'll be able to see your growth. You'll be able to see those mindset shifts as you write because you really don't need to lie to yourself. A lot of us do, but when you're journaling and it's your private time, your private thoughts, if you're yeah. wholeheartedly honest with yourself, nobody cares if you're misspelling or what your handwriting looks like. Um, even though a lot of times I go back and read my own, my own and I'm like, what does that say? But it's like, I, I literally, and I, I tell you what I've done for myself um, because I was in a state of, I don't know. I was in a state of, what do I want to eat? I don't know. Do I want to stay in this career for, I don't know. How do I navigate these relationships that I don't feel are aligned or healthy or in my best interest, family and friends? What do I do? And it, it was a complete state of, I don't know. And so being able to get it out of your head allows you to have the capacity to process these thoughts and feelings because if it stays in there it literally everything circles around like a tornado and you can't put a to z a lot of times so that's definitely the first step is getting them to journal read those journals as you go through this journey so you can be proud of yourself and you can see how far you really have come because a lot of times we only look at how far we have left to go yes that's true um, I, I'm so glad you said about journaling. I, actually, it was the journaling that got me even to even sign up to P2P. It was the journaling that allowed me to see the process of how I've come. And it was also that journaling process that got me to do my own journal, which is actually available on Amazon to buy, my own forgiveness journal. So I literally wholeheartedly understand exactly what you're saying because it helped me to the degree that I decided, you know what, I'm going to be selling my own additional journal on Amazon that helped me in, with prompts that I feel are very beneficial mm -hmm. on a journey of healing. So I completely and utterly understand that bit. And also, I also get when you're saying that you have these, if you don't start journaling, mind dumping these things, they do take a hold of you, they do amplify, mm -hmm. they get bigger. And then they create this particular lens that we look, see, we see things from, which yeah. is not always clear. So which leads to my next question. Often when we are mind is jumbled with all the things in, maybe sometimes instigated by childhood trauma, instant by, mm -hmm. instigated by the current trauma, um, certain distresses that we're going through, which I know when we're going through all that, it can hinder our ability to see clear. Okay. How are you able to explain how does trauma impact on your ability with clarity? Definitely. It completely hinders it. In, in all honesty, um, there, there's so many facets to trauma um, that a lot of times we don't even realize that we've been traumatized by it. Um, even some of those subtle things like, you know, maybe a parent didn't give you a hug or they didn't, you know, validate that you were afraid or, you know, no matter what it is to someone else, it could be something really small to you. It was ginormous. And you don't really realize, especially when trauma is normalized generationally, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Because it happened to this parent and that parent and by the time it gets to you it's a normal thing that you're just supposed to accept and it prevents you from being able to have hope that there's anything different out there it prevents you from being able to even act if there's no belief and or hope um, or acceptance that you deserve better that things can be different then there will be no implementation of anything different. And so you'll continue to stay in a hamster wheel of responding to things instead of initiating things. 
instead of going up the ladder, instead of making choices your own and creating things in the life that you desire and that you feel deep down inside. Um, because a lot of people don't have the the mental endurance or even the emotional endurance to course correct and do something different than what was done to them. And being that person that says enough is enough and things should be different mm-hmm. brings on even more external stressors um, um, or fire, as I call it. You're in front of a firing squad, you know, because being different, being from the South, the trauma that's not considered trauma is, yeah. oh, you went to school, you think you're better than everybody else. Oh, wow. you think you're too smart now, or, and it's a normal conversation. And, mm-hmm. or, you know, well, what, you're too old to have kids now. I hope you're not having kids now, or oh, you're not wow. thinking about, like, there's so many other mm-hmm. cultural things that somebody else might think, oh, that's nothing, you know, because yeah. it was done to them. Um, and to be that different person to stand up makes you an outsider even more than you're already an outsider. And wow. so, it causes you to not have clarity. Things get really fuzzy. You have that feeling that says, this isn't right. I can do something different. And then everybody else around you, your environment Mm -hmm. says different. No, you can't. No, you shouldn't. Why would you do that? You two, like, you know, so all of the negative things, um, which is also why I try to encourage people to have community outside of your, your area code and or zip code, county, city, state, area, because being in that environment, you'll feel like there's nobody else like you when there really are more positive people in this world than there are negative, but they show up like a virus and take over. So, you know what? I am so glad you said that as well, because I, when I completed P2P, there was a community of women that I met, incredible women, and I've never fought such a close relationship with people from all over the world. But I think it was the intention behind it. There was a deliberate intentional act of us of staying connected and supporting each other, right? So which was going to lead me to my next question is that because of the coronavirus is impacting people to network in physical spaces as in to meet up. And even some people now, most of us can, some people are reluctant because they've got existing condition, which, you know, they maybe they're not, they haven't got the jab. Mm-hmm. or maybe they don't want the job whatever their reason is they don't feel comfortable in mingling with people at the moment in large crowd of spaces but sometimes these people are also the people who are isolated and in isolation or perhaps even like you mentioned sometimes when you try to do something different you get ostracized like who do you think you are type of situation mm-hmm. so how can people now really harness the power of online networking and forging supportive groups online how can they make it meaningful because often sometimes you can have online spaces but there's not much going on in those online spaces so if a person like you you're quite introvert before what how would you navigate somebody just to put themselves out there and just start speaking in a group that seems to be seemingly shy of you know getting other people in a group to start going and talking about their trauma so they feel less alone in a space where they already are alienated in their physical spaces mm-hmm. that's a really good question so there are a few ways but virtual reality is our best friend now um and as an introvert, the one of the biggest things that I did, even outside of just the virtual realm, yeah. is to talk to someone I'm already close to that may not be an introvert, that may be an extrovert, to share my thoughts, feelings, desires, whatever with, because they're such an extrovert that if they run into this person or that person, they can share and they bring me back what I need. I don't have to be the one to put myself out there because it's hard when you don't feel safe, right? And, you know, going into the virtual groups and the virtual reality, it's hard to kind of navigate sometimes to see if it truly is a safe space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you're going into that area, my definition of networking is mutually beneficial. I don't care who it is. It could be Oprah. If she comes across with a bad attitude, you do not need her in your circle, right? Because it needs to be mutually beneficial. Um, but 
to so when I say mutually beneficial, how can I help you help me help us? That's one of my favorite things. Oh, just how, repeat that one more time. One more time. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. How can how can I help me help you help us? And oh. so when you're going into the virtual groups, mm -hmm. help me help you. So put yourself out there as a helper. And then you'll see in return who's willing to help you back. Even if it's asking a question that you possibly already know the answer to. Mm. Um, and this is in person, networking, building community virtually, just to fill out the environment. Because a lot of times when you're going through trauma and you've experienced trauma, it's, mm -hmm. it's caused you to doubt yourself. It's caused you to doubt your gut. And nine times out of 10, you're always like, I knew better. I yeah. knew that. Da, da, da. So yeah. test it out. So then you can grow more confident in your own self and have the courage to go out there in clarity and do what you need to do to build that community. So I always say, go out there, ask a question in the virtual room, um, see who responds, see how they respond. Um, mm -hmm. listen to your gut as you do this, um, yes. so that you can strengthen that muscle of discernment. And then once you see that it is a safe space, ask for help in return, yes. offer help, ask for help. ask for help. And you'll see who shows up, who doesn't, who's genuine, who ignores it, who, you know, is overly zealous to be like, please yeah. let me help you because you've helped me. Um, and then you can just go from there. But it's baby steps, but they're all still steps in the right direction. Yes, baby steps to the right direction. I would say, or sometimes even use the staircase analogy where, you know what, you take, you don't know where the staircase ends, but you should know the first two steps that you can take. And mm -hmm. I think it's the idea, sometimes we don't put ourselves out there because we're worried about rejection, right? Because rejection can look like being, you put something in a group and nobody responds. That is internalized is that you might feel a little bit rejected by that act and that perhaps might deter you from asking the help especially if that's been your experience in the past as well so definitely the perceived rejection narrative often also hold us back when we perceive that we're going to be rejected one way or another so Jatia, i also see that you have a system to clarity which you call it a b c clarity system please can you shed some light on that system mm -hmm. and so the abc's to clarity are accept mm -hmm. believe and connect um right. accept is first because it's a big pill to swallow so just using the example that you just gave about the perceived rejection mm -hmm. is that we go out there we do something and we already have an anticipated expectation and we don't get that and so then that's when our feelings are hurt or we, we feel rejected, right? Because you're going through the cycles of doing what you've already done before, right? You have this perceived expectation or anticipation or desire. I want X, Y, and Z from a parent, right? Yes. Um, realizing that parents are human and they don't have all the answers is a rough awakening, um, but we have as kids coming out of the womb, this perceived desire, anticipation, and expectation of this person to protect us, to feed us, to, you know, the bare minimum. And yeah. they don't always do that. Right. Um, and so accepting mm -hmm. that they may not have the capacity yes. to give you your unverbalized expectation. Mm accepting that you may have to go about this journey differently. Yes. You actually may have to verbalize your expectations to mm -hmm. get your desired outcome. Yes, It's scary, but mm -hmm. accepting that about you, accepting the part that you play in this, accepting um, that you do have control. And yes. for the believers, that's the one thing that God gave us was, the, was uh, choice right? Yes. You have the choice to go right or left or forward. Um, accepting that because a lot of times mm -hmm. life has beat us down to the point where it's like, I'm just going to go with the flow, whatever gives me whatever happens as mm -hmm. a protection mode. 
Um, we go into isolation as a protection mode. Yes. I, I realize for myself that I shut down when I'm overwhelmed. I shut down. I do nothing. I want to go in a hole. I want to run away. And I've realized that about me. I finally accepted that about me. It was a journey. And then I decided, okay, well, when you feel these feelings, which journaling helped me identify, yeah. you know you are going towards shutting down. Yes. So what can we do to prevent that? So mm-hmm. just really accepting things about yourself, accepting things about others around us. You can't make people do things they don't want to do. If yes. they don't want to course correct, if they don't want to be better, do better, if they don't want to speak to you in the manner that you require, family, friend, or foe, if they stress you out, they got to go. It's like one of the nursery rhymes that I tell myself, right? Because it's hard to dismiss yes. family. Um, but it takes just as much energy for you to vibrate down to their level as it does for them to vibrate up to you. And sometimes we just have to let people go. And if they're able to get to where you're trying to go, instead of letting them weigh you down, yes, wait for them to get there and embrace them if you choose. But mm-hmm. that's acceptance. It is the hardest part of mm-hmm. the ABCs of clarity um, because feelings are involved and feelings are valid, but they are also temporary. And so yeah. accepting these things, doing that self-reflection um, yes. and accepting others where they are. Um, and then you have believe because once you accept all of this, you believe mm-hmm. that you don't need them to have the desired life that you don't need their validation, their acceptance, their approval. You don't, and you will really believe this once you accept it, you know, yes. you also I, will start to, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I certainly understand that bit about believing that I don't need the validation. I can accept that I've accepted and I've also accepted that the good memories and the bad memories are yeah. equally as valid. But now I, 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 when I became to the B stage, that's when I was like, it was um, a ha-ha moment for me, the B stage. Yeah. The, yes, so mm-hmm. continue. I just have but to yeah. let you know, correct, yes. But thank you. Because <laughs> it, it, really it really is the eye-opening phase. Mm. when you start to believe this is when you get enough courage to stick your pinky toe in the water to see if you really just want to jump all in you know um this is where you can test things out it's like um a friend of mine did the um what did she call it Uh, um a no challenge or something to that effect where you would ask for things that you expected a no to and it was twofold it was to one, see if mm-hmm. you could actually get a yes. And two, practice asking for those big, huge things that you oh. probably would just discourage yourself from. Yeah. And so I participated in the challenge and I asked a well-known planner mm-hmm. to donate planners for my nonprofit for a team summit. And when I saw the email and they said yes, I had to read it like three, four times. I was like, shut the front door because <laughs> I did believe yeah. still doubted you know yeah. um and so putting yourself out there sticking your pinky toe in the proverbial yeah. you know pool here allows you to start to see that things are possible mm. and the more you believe as cliche as it sounds you're able to achieve and yeah. so once you get through there mm-hmm. then you have to really jump in that pool mm. and you have to connect the dots like you said earlier, from your past, your present, to go to the future that you want. So accepting yeah. the good and the bad memories, you know, a lot of times we say they happen to us, they happen for you. They mm. prepare you to walk in purpose in some shape, form, or fashion, whether yeah. it's relating to your people or being able to navigate it and add to your business. Um, and so connecting the dots from the past, mm. see how they resonate in your life in the present, and then prepare for that future, as well as connecting with individuals, like I said, that may not be in your area code or zip code, or even your country, it could be a thousand miles away to help you do what you do. Yes, I mean, I have to say, I've connected with so many uh, amazing, amazing career-driven women, entrepreneur women from all over, 
especially I call my sisters in in the US you guys have mm-hmm. been incredible to be honest so definitely and um the courage you touched on courage it gives us courage to go for the full-blown dip not necessarily just mm-hmm. the dipping in our pinky toes but I think sometimes how once we are in the water now we've decided we're going to take the full leap what kind of things can enter our belief and trying to send us back to the shore and mm-hmm. how do we counteract that narrative that will get us swimming back after we've completely submerged ourselves that's a really good question so because the whispers are doubt you are the only person that hear them but they're very loud oh they're very loud I'm and sorry. I'm sorry so, what just say that one more time just for the people mm-hmm. out at the back that can hear <laughs> so the whispers of doubt you're the only person that hear them and they are really really loud they're oh. really loud and they're just whispers but they they will cause you paralyzing fear and so that's why I thought that was such a good question because you yeah. do need little hacks as you call them to help yeah. get you back on 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 track. Um, so first and foremost, clarity gives you courage. That's true. It gives you the confidence and courage to do what you need to do because you 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 know you know yeah. without a shadow of a doubt that yeah this is my next step right. So once you your next step was jumping in the pool. And those whispers of doubt start to get really loud. That's yeah. where one, your journal comes in. And yeah. you have to challenge the, the thoughts in your head. Like your memories are your biggest competitor. Yeah. Um, and say, okay, yeah, that was me. Is it still me? Mm. Do I still function that way? So you have to challenge the lie that this whisper is telling you. Yes. To see if it's still true. Because at one point in time, it might have been true. Yes. And that is okay because you have the right to change. You you will evolve prayerfully, right? And become newer, bigger, and better. And then go off to help other people become new, bigger, and better just by talking to you at the grocery store. Never, you know, if you have a business, great, but you literally can leave an impression on people mm-hmm. at the grocery store, you know? So just when when it comes to you, write it down mm-hmm. and then ask yourself, is this still true? Yes. And then identify a time in your life where it might have been. And then identify a time in your life where it was no longer. No longer applicable. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. And if you can identify that, it doesn't matter what once was. Yes. You've connected the dots from the past. You're in the present and you're yes. looking towards the future. So you've done it differently once. That's all it takes. Yes. Tell that whisper of doubt to hush and go find your, your community. So they can encourage you and fill your cup again so you can keep going. Do you know what? It's so true that you said that because, and he said, I find that to tone that voice down, that negative Mm -hmm. voice that comes through, it it takes practice. And it's something that you're going to find yourself, you're doing over and over again. But you know, like the muscle, when we, you know, when you take gym equipment and you do this, you you get the, you know, the the muscles on your arms, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I think the brain is works in a very similar fashion when it comes yeah. to trying to reset new mindset. The more you keep practicing, just rewriting the narrative to that of a positive one and challenging the narrative that you're currently holding about yourself or maybe others, right? That's weighing you down. Your brain is going to resist, but at some point your brain is going to be like, fine, I just give up. Okay, you're resilient, exactly. you're strong, you're lovable, you're powerful, you can go out there. But initially you'd be like, you're lovable, who says who? You remember you got abandoned. You know, you're smart. Do you remember what you got for your grades? You know, yeah, so yeah, that kind yeah. of, you're a nice person. Well, if you're a nice person, people wouldn't have worked away from you. So it's that narrative that you have to keep changing all the time and realize it's just that, a story. Exactly. And you know, that's a good analogy because I heard a trainer say this once. They were like, so for how many years did you yeah. eat unhealthy and not work out? And the person was like, mm, you know, majority of my life, like 10 years at minimum. And they yeah. were like, so you're not going to lose that weight in 10 days. You have done the wrong thing for 10 years. Yes. It's not going to turn right in 10 days. And so that's the same thing with our minds, because just think about how many times 
you've marinated in the same narrative. You you repeat the story. Well, I should have, would have, did I should have, would have, did Like all day long, your mind has, as you said, exercised those negative thoughts. And mm-hmm. so you have to give yourself the grace to unlearn yes. and untrain, to yes. retrain and learn something new. So that yes. was a great analogy. Oh, thank you. And now we come to the C. We've had the, the A, the B, and now we're off to the C. Mm-hmm. This community. Community is so vital because a lot of time, I, not a lot, majority of the time, our trauma comes from our community. Yes. And it's the community we don't get the option of choosing. Mm. Um, there is a, I always say there are a lot of adults with little kids inside. Yes. And so we, we run around and we expect them to act like adults, but they don't know how to because they're still that kid deep down inside. And so as kids, a lot of times we don't get the option to choose. No, we don't. It's just what's given to you. And it's like, be grateful for whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to realize as we become older, even though that kid is deep down inside, you now have the option to choose. You no longer have to choose the people that don't want you. You yes. can choose the people that do. And the question that I always get is, well, how do I find these people? The best, our best friend is the internet. I promise you, there yes. are so many different platforms. Mighty Network is a good one to find community. Of course, Facebook, social media, but as, as of yesterday, we saw how they go down sometimes. But um, join email list. Um, there's so many Zoom, there's so many other platforms out there where you can grow and connect in community and you just have to do the due diligence to make that choice yes. to put yourself out there, to go choose a new community. But they're so vital to keeping your cup full so that you can then go and fill others' cups. Absolutely. So you just mentioned, obviously, we, we had a problem with Facebook yesterday and Instagram, mm-hmm. but you mentioned the other network, you said Mighty Group? Mighty Network. So I found out about that one through a friend. So um, I've been suggesting it as a resource for business owners because it functions like an app without having to pay somebody to create you an app. Oh, wow. um, and so if you go on Mighty Network, you can create a community. You can do courses through it. You can do memberships through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a part of two communities on there. One is um, for um, Black females. They started for specifically those in corporate to have a safe space to whine about their issues and cheese or smile about their blessings. And so it's called Wine and Cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I joined that one on there. And then it's another one. Um, I found her on Instagram, actually, but she is um, an astrologist, tarot card reader, and so she does intuitive things, and she has a membership, but you can go on there and literally search um, safe space or friendship community or trauma transformation, and whatever communities already exist, Yeah, it'll bring them up, and you can research them, find out what they're all about. And if there's one that fits your your needs and your desires. So it's called Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks. So I'm going to find the link for that. And I'm sure I'm going to include in the show notes, right? So Jatia, I know we're going to be rounding up our interview soon, but you ain't going to go away until you no. give me your Mocha Mondays, your life hacks and tip of the week. Now, yes, listen, yes. they are amazing. So... <laughs> If you follow Jati on Instagram, every Monday she posts, we call it Mocha in the UK, but I think you guys call it Mocha. Yes. What do yeah. you guys call it again? I call it Mocha. Mocha, okay. Yeah, but you call it Mocha. I'm sure that some uh-huh. people call it the same, but I kind of just normally say how it is written. So mm-hmm. you do your Mocha Mondays mm-hmm. and then you do your tips of the week and you do your life hacks. And I find them to be very interesting. So... Uh, I'm going to relate your Mokamada to family estrangement in a situation mm-hmm. where if somebody's walked away from 
their family because of toxic dynamic. And they realized that is the thing they needed to do to get to the next season. But now they feel depressed, they feel sad, they feel resentful actually because of the circumstances that paid, that enabled, the, the, the circumstances created is why they got away in the first place, but they never wanted to ideally, right? Mm-hmm. If this person is tuning in on Monday, listening on Mocha Mondays, what advice would be available to them? What can you say? Mm, that's a good one. So the, the first thing that came to mind is that it's not your fault that it happened to you, but it is your fault if you stay there. Um, as harsh as that may sound. But it's not your fault that they didn't have the capacity to love you like you should have been loved. It's mm-hmm. not your fault that they didn't have the capacity to course correct from the toxic toxicity that was given to them. They are pouring from a cup that's been poured into. Mm. And so if they were poured toxic things, they're going to pour into you toxic. And that doesn't mean that you have to keep that. Um, and, it, and it hurts. I totally understand because you want to be accepted and loved and heard and seen and from specific people. And yes. those specific people don't have the capacity to give it to you. Yeah. Um, I, I once heard someone say, if we always think if they wanted to, they would, but it's not really more so if they wanted to, it's more so if they had the capacity to, they yes. would. And a lot of them don't. And once you see that they don't, mm-hmm. now it's your responsibility to accept that, accept who they are, Yes. Believe that your what you desire, you deserve, and it's out there for you to have. And then start to truly map out this plan to figure out how to get that. Mm. I would highly suggest they come talk to you. Yes. Um, find your community, people that can relate to you, people who will see you before they see you, you know. Um who understand, who can relate and who will pour into you everything that your heart desires and that you deserve. Um, And so that's definitely the knee-jerk response is just realizing that it's not your fault it happened to you slash for you, but it is your fault if you stay there. Um, And to accept, believe, and then connect. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for that. That's a very thoughtful response. And I know someone might think, well, that's a bit harsh if you know, it's your fault if you stay there, but you don't get my circumstances. I have to, this is my insert the family relations. But at the end of the day, we teach people how to treat us. And mm-hmm. I always use the analogy that we are not trees. Even trees, when they need to survive, they, their roots dig deep, right? Mm-hmm. I always say sometimes we need to remain grounded as the tree and seek the nutrients from the soil that we're in. But at the same time, we need to be light as a bird in order to flee to find a pasture where we can thrive, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about that, that analogy came to mind in terms of seeing the visual pictures. Now, number two, going back into the life hack. So someone who's dealing with the rejection of family, what is the life hack you can give to them? I want to give one that's kind of like an immediate implementation, but the one that I think is most fruitful is taking a deep breath and transitioning your lens. And what I mean by that is the life hack that I did, I'm just going to talk very candidly, was feel sorry for them. Oh, And it's hard to feel sorry for them when they are hurting you. But I feel sorry for them because I know they're hurting. Mm. And they don't have the power to unhurt themselves. So they go and hurt other people to temporarily feel better. I feel sorry for them because they will always and only temporarily feel better Yeah. because they will never have what they desire because they hurt people. Yes. And this, and I know I keep saying acceptance, but acceptance is so freeing. It's so freeing. And so once you accept 
that was my way of starting to accept it. It started to feel sorry for them. Like, yeah. nobody likes you. That's why you're being mean to me, right? <laughs> and so then accepting that the best mm-hmm. nanny boo-boo is for me to be happy. Because then no matter, and not not responding to their trigger because they they want you to respond. That's why they're doing it. It's like they're picking at the scab so you can hit them. And then they have a reason to say, look, she hit me, right? Yeah. And to not respond to that, but that does take practice. It does take time. Um, but my knee-jerk reaction when I want to like respond and my feelings are hurt and I'm angry and I want to lash back out or I want to retreat is yeah. to then say, you know what? I feel sorry for them because they have not acknowledged that they have the right to change their life. Um, yeah. But the real hack of it all is therapy. Yes. That's because it takes, this is the one thing you can't do on your own. Um, Either you need the community or you need therapy, one or the other, um, to help you see that it's not you. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you. It's, Mm -hmm. It's not your fault that they're mad at the world. You're just the one close enough to them for them to take it out on you. Um, And it takes a lot when feelings are involved to see that. Definitely. And I also say sometimes with a community, you're allowed to see that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. other people experience the same thing. But also it allows you to start changing the narrative. Because sometimes when we're around people, some people are further down the line than the journey that we're on. And they're able to show us that it is possible mm-hmm. by sharing their stories and sharing their journey they almost imprint in something within our brain and our brain start creating a sort of roadmap for that. Because sometimes when we want to change, we cannot change with the same mindset that we have that got to stay in the first place. Even yes. the people, as toxic as some people might have been, to some degree, our reactions could be constituted as toxic, although it was justified resentment for whatever narrative I chose to hold. So, Sometimes being in a community does allow you to create a different mindset because you sometimes you're with the people who are 10 years ahead of you where, where you know, compared to where you are, um, to where they have been. So mm-hmm. there you go. And, and it also I, helps you identify things that you don't know about yourself because it's become so normalized yes. that you may not see that your actions are continuously putting you back in the same space exactly but I think once we begin to identify that it really does prevent us from going backwards and actually going backwards is almost like self-defeating self-punishment you actually avoid it and if you've walked away from toxic dynamic it would actually validate the more you work on yourself who can actually validate that particular um, decisions that you've made especially if you had gone back previously realizing as you said earlier the people haven't really elevated themselves to that and they will still regress back into doing things to cause you harm because that's mm-hmm. the position that they know. And mm-hmm. it's up to you to accept the gift of that harm or to walk away and be like, you know what, I'm good today. Yeah. Exactly. So guys, I told you you're going to love Jatia. You're going to love her. She's amazing. Her clarity is always on point. Um, every time I listen to her, I'm like, how did she just, uh, it just comes so flawless to you, Jatia. So where can my listeners find you? Definitely. So I'm on Instagram, um, as Chulu said the other day, that's her playground, um, as Jatia Jones. I am also on, well, actually, you can just go to my website, jatiajones.com, and find all of the places to find me from there. In the top right-hand corner are all of the platforms that I'm on, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. God, you're on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jatia, thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys have taken away so much from this episode. Please do follow Jatia on Instagram. She does show, she does share a lot of wisdom, a lot of nuggets that you can take away for the day. So Jatia, thank you so, so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That is all for this week's amazing episode with Miss Jatia Jones. Did you guys not love that? Oh my God, please leave a feedback, 
leave a comment, rate this episode, right? So what am I take away from this episode today? Well, I've got a few of them down. My first takeaway is that trauma can hinder hope. It can lead you to be stuck. Which means if you're stuck, sometimes you cannot course correct. Now remember, it is important to course correct. If you realize your life is taken on a course that it's not intended to, you can try to course correct. But with the trauma glasses, you might not be able to do that. Be careful you don't repeat the cycle. My other takeaway is check your anticipated expectation. They can lead you to become disappointed. Third takeaway, people cannot give you your unverbalized expectations. So if someone's not giving you something, have you verbalized it to them? Or are you hoping they can sense, they can read the room, they can read your mood, your mind? Make sure it's important that you speak up for yourself and verbalize your needs. Fourth, when we go into isolation, we do it as a protection mode. So when you find yourself, you're isolating somewhere, just check. Am I trying to protect myself? Is it self-preservation? Number five, connect the dots. Yes, connect those dots from the past and see how they present in your current life to create, to create the future that you want. Number six, you are the only person that hears those whispers of doubt and those whispers are very, very loud. They will cause you paralyzing fear. So check those whispers, your internal dialogue that you're having with yourself. Clarity gives you courage. Yes, my number seven. Clarity gives you courage. And as Jatia would like to say, there's an ABC to clarity. Accept, believe and connect. When you connect with others, try to connect from a place where you are able to help. So as Jatia says, help me, help you, help us right and take care of your little you get in touch with your inner child find out where those needs are and take care of those right and that is all for today's episode i am so happy to have this amazing guest this amazing incredible human who has a such a beam of light right so thank you so much for listening and welcome back again next week for another episode